Hi, everyone, and welcome to Here's to Our 20s, a show where you learn from our mistakes as we begin to navigate adulthood. I'm your host, Camille Barron, and I am so happy to finally be recording this episode. The idea for this podcast has been brewing in me for quite some time now, and I can't wait to see where it goes. So let's all grab a glass and get comfy as we learn from our mistakes. show, I thought what better person to have than my rock, my roommate, and my best friend, Kylie Fretwell. Kylie and I have been through it all, so there was no way I couldn't make her a part of this podcast's launch. Kylie, thank you so much for being here with me today. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm super excited, and as Camille mentioned, yes, we really have been through it all. So, as you personally know, one of my favorite pastimes isn't going out, but is just sipping on cocktails and having some deep chats with friends. This is really what inspired me to start this podcast, so I thought what better way than to kick off the show than with a segment I like to call the Cocktail Confidential. Before you came on, I asked you to prepare a drink recipe for us to make together to sip on throughout the show. What do you have for us today? Ranch water! And what made you choose this drink? Um, If you know me, this is like my go-to. It's my favorite thing to drink on the weekends and just like with friends in general. I'm always making it for everybody. All right. And so how do you make it? Like what ingredients do you use? Do you have a special technique? Tell us all about it. Okay. So my favorite kind of tequila, you have to use tequila in a ranch water, um, is Casamigos. And, but I also understand it's pricey. You know, we're in our 20s. I can't even afford it most of the time for very special occasions. So if I can't afford it, I will use the Rocks tequila. Ooh. Yeah. I haven't tried that one yet. Terimana? I'm not sure. I think it's how you pronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it tastes very similar to Casamigos. So it's a very nice little trade out, cheaper option for sure. But honestly, any... Tequila, any silver tequila that floats your boat. Nice. So what else goes into ranch water besides tequila? Okay, so you start with your ice and then you pour your tequila, probably at least like two shots. Sometimes I do half the glass if we're getting a little aggressive. You take your Topo Chico water, any seltzer water, but I think Topo Chico seltzer water is the best. And then you add the juice of half of a lime, but the more tequila you use, the more lime you use. Makes sense. And then if you want to make it a little spicy, you add some tahini around. You can rim your glass with tahini, or you can just dump it straight into your glass, but I like to put it around the rim. If you're feeling extra spicy, then you can like muddle some jalapenos at the bottom, but I typically just stick to the tahini and call it good. Awesome. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to try these. All right. So now that we have our drinks, I would love to move on to our sips and life tips. But before we get into it, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Okay, yeah, I am currently 21, soon to be 22. We go to school up here at the University of Utah. I am currently studying operations and supply chain. It is my senior year. I would love to go into the business side of healthcare. 
nice. when we get out of here, slowly but surely. Um, what else? Um, I'm also in a sorority on campus with you. Yes, you are. And yeah, I would just say it's a really good time. I am a part of a couple different clubs involving that, as well as various clubs in the business school. And then I also lead Bible study for Greek Rail. Nice. Very nice. And so what made you choose University of Utah? Um, I chose the University of Utah because it honestly checked off all the boxes that I was looking for. I wanted to go out of state. I'm originally, I'm from Oregon, um, and I wanted to go out of state. I wanted a Pac-12 school. I wanted to watch all the football games. I wanted to be in Greek life, um, just do all the big college things, right? But I also wanted to find a school that fit me best for my academic goals, I would say, and just like what I was looking for. So I think just all of the different options in the business school for the majors was really appealing to me. I think Salt Lake City is beautiful. I love like the 360 view of all the mountains on campus. Like that is crazy to me. I've never been this close to mountains. And yeah, I think like the city's super fun. The people are cool. And so tell me more about what you want to do after college. You said you want to go into the healthcare side of things. So what's the goal? Yeah, so like I said, I would love to do the business side of healthcare. I think my long-term goal right now is to eventually do hospital administration, but that definitely requires grad school and I'm required to work for at least two years in the workforce um, before attending grad school for that. So the goal right now would be to get a job doing the operations or the supply chain side of some kind of healthcare business, whether it be like a medical device business, a hospital within itself, um, something just along those lines, or I could even go into medical sales. That's also an option that I think is very appealing. So I've currently been looking into a couple different companies for a couple different jobs, and we'll just see how that goes. And then in two years, I'll just reevaluate where I'm at. If I like the path I'm on, then I'll just stick to that. If I still really want to pursue hospital administration and I'm not like fulfilled fully in the situation I'm in, then I'll just, I'll go back to grad school and maybe one day I'll run a hospital. That's amazing. And I am so proud of you. And I'm so excited to see where life takes you after graduation. And as I said, when I introduced you, we have been through it all together. We have done everything from sleepovers in the dorms to literally getting kicked out of our house in the middle of sorority recruitment. (laughs) Along with these stories comes many life lessons. So as we navigate our 20s, we are learning life lessons almost every single day. What do you believe is the most valuable lesson you have learned so far? So I actually keep a journal of like just ongoing life lessons that I learn because I just think that it's really important to be able to reflect on what I'm learning and the current situations that I'm in and like the different situations I'll get into in the future. So I would say just because I have an on running list, it's kind of hard to pick just the biggest life lesson because I really do believe everything kind of sort of intertwines with each other. So I'll give you my top three. (laughs) Sounds great. Number one is you cannot give what you do not have. Number two is become the person who you are seeking is seeking back. 
And number three is to stop chasing after temporary things for temporary fixes that do not fill your heart. Gotcha. So do you have any stories behind these lessons that you've learned? Yeah, like I said, I think like they definitely all intertwine. And I think like the thing that's most relatable to all of these stories can be any kind of relationship, whether it's a friendship or like an intimate relationship. Yeah. So I think like just that really makes them intertwine. It's just like the different relationships you're having. And so when it comes to whether like it's your loved ones or your partner or your friends, like especially like you can't give what you do not have that I would say was the biggest one that I had to learn and was like really working on over the last year was I felt like I have a really hard time saying no, Mm -hmm. especially to people that I love, right? right? Or to people that I'm like in a relationship with, with any kind of relationship, like they ask me to do something and I just say yes and I will drop anything and everything or like put my own needs to the side because like and it's not because I feel obligated it's just like I want to because if I care about you like then I care about you I'll do anything for you right um so I just kind of kept finding myself in situations where I would be like burnt out or I was sick all the time and I just like wasn't taking care of myself and like my biggest thing that I had to learn was like if I don't take care of myself I can't take care of those around me and then the same thing kind of goes for like being in a relationship is I was having a really hard time just sticking like a long-term relationship or getting past like the talking stage and then I would get like bored with them or vice versa or whatnot you know like things just weren't working like you know me I know you yeah you know like I'll go I'll date around like all this stuff I'll go on dates I'll like start like a thing or a fling with whatever everybody calls it these days with somebody and you're like in that talking stage like forever until you find something wrong and you're like "Mm, I'm good right You know, and I think, like, obviously that's going to happen when you're dating. But I would just say that the biggest thing for me that I had to realize was I didn't love myself. Mm -hmm. So how could I expect someone else to love me and, like, care for me and accept me fully when I couldn't even do that for myself? And how can I love them fully and accept them fully if I don't do that for myself? So it's the whole idea of you can't give what you don't have. Like, I can't give them love if I don't have love, you know? And, like, they couldn't love me for the both of us, and I can't love them for the both of us either. So it goes both ways. Like, if they don't know who they are and they're not secure in themselves and they don't love themselves, like, I can't love them for the both of us. So it's just, I think it's really important with no matter who you're with, whether it's your friends or your partner or even like your family, like you just can't give what you don't have. And like, you have to realize that it goes both ways. Even if you are finally securing yourself and have taken care of all of your needs, like if they're not doing it for themselves, it's also not going to work. Right. Which is super hard to realize, but it's so important. And like, once I realized that lesson and like really took the time to think about it and go through it, it's made it a lot easier to be able to recognize things like in red flags and like move on from them, whether it's like in friends or in a potential partner. Like if I notice things or like little tendencies that I'm doing, like I'll fix it myself. But if I notice things in them that show 
a part of like their character that they don't fully know themselves or they don't fully love themselves or accept themselves like it's kind of a red flag because you just know it's not going to work yeah because they're not they're not going to be able to fulfill your like dreams or your expectations and all that stuff and I think it's totally okay for people to have those like expectations and what they're looking for and what they're willing to settle for and what they're willing to not settle for Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you just need to know. Exactly. And you need to know yourself in order to do that. Right. And then um, along those lines goes along with lesson number two that I mentioned earlier, become the person who you are seeking is seeking back, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like all of the time when you're talking to your friends, you're like, what are you looking for in a guy? What are you looking for in a girl? What are you looking for in a partner? And everybody seems to have this list. Right. You have all of these lists of all the things that are necessities versus things that you want, everything that you're looking for in your partner or even like, you know, you have like expectations for your friends, too, you know. Mm -hmm. And so how can you expect to be just handed this wonderful, perfect human being that you're looking for? Right. Right. Or just like this person that holds all of these amazing qualities that you're looking for. If you're like crap, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you, I don't know. I just learned like that I had to take time for like self-reflection to be like, okay, so this is, this is the person that I'm like painting out. This is the person that I'm picturing and they hold all of these values. Someone that holds all of these values, who are they looking for? Who's on their list? What values does the person that they are seeking hold? Right. And it's not like you have to become this whole other person. It just kind of makes, I mean, it at least made me reevaluate like my own values and like my behaviors and the people I was surrounding myself with and like the things that I was doing and like my choices, Mm -hmm. you know, to reflect who I want would want back. And that wasn't me like having this whole like life change and like changing me to become a whole different person like that's not it it's just like you have to hold yourself accountable too right like that was the basis of it was just like holding myself also accountable and like I just realized like I can't expect for this person to have all these amazing values and be this great human being if like I'm not even living up to that Mm -hmm. because that's not fair like why would they want somebody that doesn't hold those values that they hold yeah So, yeah, so just become the person who you are seeking is seeking back. And I think that that's actually really cute when you think about it. It is. It really is because it makes sure that you and your partner are going to complement each other, like, in the best ways possible. Yeah, and I think, like, if those are the values that you're looking for, why wouldn't you want to hold them within yourself? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's it's just cute. It makes me feel like warm and fuzzy inside. Like I know it sounds all deep and stuff because like it is, but it's really cute when you think about it, you know? Yeah. Um, And then that also feeds into like the whole lesson three that I was talking about earlier is to stop chasing after temporary things for temporary fixes. Right. Right. And that kind of also goes after like your values and your life choices and things like that and I feel like in college and in our 20s it's really easy to look for things just for the quick fix to fill our heart mm-hmm. and that little space that we're missing when you feel a little empty inside whether it's like you're looking for the quick fix and like a friend that's just fun but they're not going to be there for you in the long run mm-hmm. or 
in a partner, whether it's a boy or a girl, whoever, and you're just like looking for that quick fix of affection or like physical touch or whatever that may be, or that emotional connection with somebody, and it's just a quick fix, it doesn't make you feel good in the long run. Right. You know, or whether it's people turn to alcohol or they turn to (laughs) drugs or they turn to literally anything that's temporary. Yeah. And it's so hard because we're surrounded by temporary things. Like, that's it's a big thing in America, you know? Right. And obviously, they're going to be a part of your life. You just have to stop chasing them for the long-term fix. Like, if you're not happy with your current situation, you have to change the whole situation. You can't just look for a guy or a girl or alcohol to like fix your solution to make you feel better for like an hour a night and then like it doesn't change anything for yourself long term like you wake up the next morning and everything's the same mm-hmm. long term yep yeah that's about it <laughs> <laughs> that actually kind of complements my story perfectly because mine is all about long-term lasting friendships and so since I'll be sharing my own stories every week this week I'm choosing a lesson that I've learned recently and that is that there is a limit to the amount of close friendships a person can hold and that number that is used as a guide for this is five did you know that Uh uh-uh that's cool that there's a number Mm -hmm. that goes along with it Mm mm-hmm right Yeah, so I learned this a few weeks back when I was listening to the Enough podcast, and they had Danielle Baird-Jackson as a guest. Danielle is a friendship coach and a speaker. If you haven't consumed any of her media before, I highly recommend doing so because she's absolutely amazing. Anyways, I digress, but a few days before listening to this episode, I felt that I'd been having some major issues in maintaining my close friendships, and it had me absolutely heartbroken. So to give a little background information, I had been stood up by a handful of friends that were supposed to come over and tailgate before a football game, but nobody sent a text saying that they weren't going to be there or that they were going anywhere else or that I should meet up with them somewhere. I was just sitting there waiting and when it came time for kickoff, I just broke down because literally nobody showed up with no notice whatsoever which was so messed up like they all texted you and they're like oh that sounds like so much fun like i can't wait and then they just didn't show up and there was no text right right and it's just like oh okay fine like i see where our friendship stands and that's absolutely heartbreaking because these are people that i considered like close friends and i've spent what the past year getting to know super well and becoming close with and like having these super deep conversations with absolutely ridiculous if they would have just shot you just a simple text you wouldn't have like had to spend your night sitting around waiting for them when you could have made other plans with other people and gone done something else or even like come and met up with me exactly like i knew you had plans that night and so i was like oh no worries is it okay if i have a few people here and you were Uh, like yeah yeah. of course duh it's game day of course yeah So, yeah, I was just sitting there waiting, completely broke down. I was so confused as to why I kept thinking I had these close friendships only for things to continuously fall apart. But more importantly, I was embarrassed. I was so embarrassed for being so emotional about it. But once I listened to this episode, everything made sense. So on the show, Danielle stated that 
Most people only have the capacity to hold five close friendships, and if you are in a long-term relationship, like I am, that person actually takes up two of those friendships. And just keep in mind that five is just a guide. Like, some people might have three, some people might have seven. It's just a guide. So the reason why we categorize our close friendships and long-term relationships into the same category is because those relationships, platonic or not, are supposed to last for life. So we aren't supposed to have friend breakups, which is why it hurts so incredibly bad when we do have them. And it's arguably more painful than going through breakups with a boyfriend or girlfriend. And now this isn't to say we're only supposed to have three to five friends. In fact, it's extremely important to maintain these friendships that have loose ties. So for example, friends you can create in the workplace or friends of friends. They're both great for networking and to have just extra support in a variety of different environments. But anyways, I learned a few things from this. Obviously, I learned that it's okay to be picky about who your close friends are since you only have room in your life for three to five. Secondly, I learned that it's not embarrassing to cry over friendships that might not be as strong anymore. But lastly, I learned that you can't let people you surround yourself with determine your worth. Only you can do that. Like, you are the author of your own life. If there's someone who isn't benefiting you and making you feel the way you want to feel, it's okay to cut them out. It's likely they were holding you down anyways, and they weren't meant to be in your circle of close friends. Yeah. 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 Big facts. Okay, Camille. Yeah. Yeah. So... 100%. Like For I, real. Yeah. So like I said, very similar to what you said, but this is why you're my best friend. <laughs> and this so, is why we get each other. I mean, exactly. we've had lots of long late night chats, whether it's me packing or us just hanging out, um, going through like my journal. And I feel like we just like, I start reading something to you in my journal and we just like take it from there and we talk for like hours about that subject or we bounce to another one. And it's just, we're always like on the same wavelength about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I don't know. And I also feel like obviously when you have your best friends, like they call you out and they keep you in line as well. So it's like, not only are you holding yourself accountable, like you got to hold those three to five people accountable as well. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, accountability is huge. 100%. Accountability is huge. So I have a question. Do you yeah. know why she said that your significant other, if it's a long-term relationship, counts as two? Yes. So it's because... When you're in a long-term relationship, have you ever heard the term, I'm dating my best friend? Oh, obviously. Yes, of course. That's That's everybody's goal. That's why. So you want to maintain that friendship, but also you have to take it a step further and maintain the romantic side of things and the, the romantic intimacy, all of that. You have to... So it's quite literally balancing two relationships in one person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think the whole using the number five as a guide um, really does make sense because I feel like you have so many friends and you have all of these different types of friend groups and like you have your school friends, your friends in your class, your friends in your clubs, 
our friends in our sorority. Right. Um, just, like, all these different people and the whole friends of friends thing. But the whole fact of, like, you have your core people and your core people are your core people until right. you die. Like, for real. Like, they're supposed right. to be in your life, not just for a chapter, mm-hmm. but for the whole book. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why friend breakups hurt so bad. Because they are supposed to be there for the whole book. Yeah. And I think, like, no matter what level of friendship, it's always going to sting a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I agree, like, if they're supposed to be there for the whole book, like, they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a lot of people know Kylie and I have a very core group of friends out here at school. Like, if you know us personally, you know we have a very core group of friends. And it's like Sav commented on your post the other day, like, my four lifers. That is how it's supposed to be. And, like, you and I are more social. We're more outgoing. We do have more than five, probably. I have more than five. I don't know about you. But, like, it's crazy to think about once it all clicks. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, like, I agree. I think we definitely have more than five, especially just going to school out of state and then, Mm -hmm. like, being from another state. Like, I think that I have my core of five at home versus my core of five at school but they're all in the same core like they might not all know each other but like to me they're all equal exactly i i feel the same way for sure but i think it makes sense though that they're like it's five kind of like in each place or at least like around that number in each place because you're basically mainly focusing on the people that you see like every day but even my core people that are at home like and we're at different schools during the school year like I mean you see me I'm always on the phone like I'm always I'm always talking to them like whether we're snapchatting or facetiming or like on the phone and then I go home all the time to visit them like some of them have come out to visit me like yeah and I'm always snapchatting texting you know that yeah like we're always talking about our friends from home with each other like when we're not with people from here I can't wait until our groups, like, meet. That's going to be chaotic, but it'll be so fun. Just wait until the day one of us gets married. Obviously, you first, but... (laughs) Well, we can cross our fingers. (laughs) I don't have a ring yet, so we'll see. One day. One day. Uh, Which is crazy to think about. Oh, I know. I know. But yeah, so I think that's all for the story time that I have. Is there anything you want to add to yours? Do we recap our little lessons? If you want to, we totally can. Yeah, we'll just do like a little a little recap. To recap, Camille's lesson was... So I had three lessons, and I think you did too, right? Yes, so to so, recap, Camille's three lessons were... I learned that it's okay to be picky about who your close friends are since you only have room in your life for three to five. Secondly, I learned that it's not embarrassing to cry over friendships that might not be as strong anymore. It's quite literally painful and heartbreaking. And lastly, I learned that you can't let the people you surround yourself with determine your worth. Only you can do that because you are the author of your own life. And what are yours? Absolutely. All right. And my three were, you cannot give what you do not have. Become the person who you are seeking is seeking back. And stop chasing after temporary things for temporary fixes that do not fill your heart. There we go. All right. And before we end our show, I would love to ask you one more question. Oh, gosh. Okay. (laughs) So what has been your favorite memories in your 20s so far? 
Oh my goodness. I think that I have been really, really blessed and lucky to have the people in my life that I do and the support system that I do and just like the college experience that I've been able to have. Like I'm really lucky to be able to say like, I feel like I really did the damn thing. Mm -hmm. Like I really had the full on college experience that I think I'm going to graduate and not have any regrets because I really truly believe that I took advantage of every opportunity that I got that I wanted to do. Um, I mean, I think hands down my favorite experience, I mean, had to be going abroad. Yeah. I went abroad for a month one summer and I was with some of our best friends and other girls in my sorority and I met so many people along the way and just being able to travel on the weekends doing school I mean that entire trip paved the way for the rest of my college experience and just the fact that like that's how I chose my major I met my favorite professor who like is in charge of that department um it solidified some of my most major friendships it really taught me to become independent and not like Mm -hmm. oh like if I can go abroad and not die (laughs) yeah if I can go abroad and come back you know and it's like these three girls for the majority of it I mean there were six of us in our sorority in total and obviously other girls in the classroom but it was like me and our friend Savannah and our friend Callie just running around Europe like just us three and I mean there is nothing that can take away those experiences that we had and just everything that we got to see the things that we got to do Mm -hmm. I mean my the best day of my life so far which I would say I I love my life you know I love the people in it I love little day-to-day things whatever anyways but I would say like my favorite day of my life happened while I was abroad. And that was at the end of my trip. We had just taken our final and our friend Savannah and I went to Nice and two of my best guy friends from home were also traveling abroad that summer. And they met up with us out there and I was not expecting them to show up at all. And I just got this random text that they were there. And I ran into other girls from home that I had played soccer with growing up like we ran into them that day as well like it was just a crazy thing like all my like so many of my favorite people were there and um I just remember we were able to like book this sailboat Mm -hmm. and just go out on the French Riviera for the day and our captain was so great and he made us these sandwiches and he served us all of this wine and he gave us bread to feed to the fish and like snorkel gear and we were just it was it was so fun we were just tanning and laughing and having all these deep talks and it was it was so great and we like met up with the other students that were also traveling abroad but their travel abroad was in nice itself and so we got to meet up with those students there so it was like my friends from home um the girls in our sorority like me and sav um our friend bailey who was studying abroad in nice and like all the people in her class and it was just it was just it was a good day it was a good day in the sun i mean how can you go wrong i know and I appreciate you for making me feel like I was there. <laughs> you were calling me all the time, telling me 
all of your stories, having me edit your pictures. <laughs> but I'm like, Camille, what should I post today? <laughs> but no, like, oh, I was so happy for you that entire summer because I remember... I was just I, happy. I'm not part of the business school, so I didn't get this experience. I didn't have the opportunity, but... You made such a great effort to be like, okay, this is what we did today. Here's the recap. And it was just, it was so fun. I was like, here's all the silly things that I got myself into. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it was just so fun getting to see you live your absolute best life that entire summer. And I was just like, damn, I cannot believe this is my friend. I can't believe she's doing this. (laughs) thriving. She's absolutely thriving. I was so scared you were going to die that entire trip, though. No, I think everybody was, honestly. I really think that people were placing bets that I wasn't going to come back. (laughs) We were. Who's placing bets that Kylie's going to get, like, kidnapped or something? We definitely were, but it's okay, because you came back. Yeah, you know, I I wasn't stupid about it. I took all the safety precautions I needed to take, but I definitely, like, did not live in fear. Like, I still had fun, but obviously... Right. I wasn't going to go off with random strangers or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no. I trusted you. Yeah. I mean, other people in my class definitely did some sketchy things. And I was like, mm, they could have killed you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for joining me tonight. Is there anything else you would like to add before we go? Um, I would just say thanks for having me as your first guest. What an honor. How cute. I've had so much fun living with you. I'm going to be so sad the day that we move out and you move across the country and I'm just going to be like, bye. But no, because you're going to move across the country too. And we're going to eventually, yeah, eventually. And we're going to live in the same building. Catch us in the Carolinas or something fun like that. But yeah, planning on moving out out east. So that'll be be fun. Eventually at some point we'll see. What other things we need to get through in our 20s in order to get there. But exactly. I'm really excited. And that's what the show is all about. It's going to be, it's basically going to be our journal. Yeah. If you think honestly, about it. I'm, I'm really excited for us. I think we've had a real, like a lot of awesome experiences and a lot of awesome people. And I'm just really, really looking forward to see where it takes us and like all the other people that we get to meet. Here's know, to you. Me Here's to our wonderful guest, Kylie, and here's to our 20s. All right, well, that wraps up our first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Kylie, do you want to help send us out? Absolutely. All right, so feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at... Here's to our 20s. Send us an email at... Here's to our 20s podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Thank you everyone for tuning in tonight for our first episode. Here's to you. Here's to our wonderful guest, Kylie. And here's to our 20s.